Hi, you're listening to Strumpet Radio Out, the podcast for strumpets, trollops, and tarts worldwide. I'm, I'm Susie. Being- I, I hate you. I'm being... I hate you. You're stupid and I hate you. That's a lie. You're my only friend. And this is why. Because you interrupt me? Because you say mean things to your only friend. Because they interrupt me. I just wanted people to know <laughs> my name is Bean. Hi. <laughs> Hi. You're listening to Strumpet Radio Hour, the podcast for strumpets, trollops, and tarts worldwide. I'm Su- I'm Susie. Hi. You're, <laughs> you're listening to I'm Strumpet Bean. Radio Hour. All right, I'm sure there's something in there you could work with. <laughs> Hi. Wait, I did the intro last time. Also, we don't do the intro at the beginning. We can. There are no rules. There are rules. I wrote them. Fine. Then how do you want to get this rolling, Susie? I want to make a, an official statement that Bean has been attacking me verbally for several weeks now more so Just than weeks usual. that's your only well claim. more i please listen to my official statement more so <laughs> than usual okay there's a certain tolerance level that i have for verbal abuse and it has gone beyond that to dangerous levels. i just swallow my gum because i realize you can't chew gum on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> bold of you to swallow hey, it no dude i always swallow my gum am i gonna die What's, we'll find out i mean everyone will i just wait can you go back to that last part everyone will die someday is that true that's what i've been told but like it hasn't happened to me yet so yeah that's what i'm thinking like i haven't died sounds pretty fake honestly pretty fucking dumb whoever said that (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) susie that's great that's golden comedy gold (laughs) um okay well how do you want to start what should we start with okay so we're in two different points in our lives because you have begun to do things that you really enjoy and you're succeeding at them mm-hmm. and i am getting my credit card information stolen <laughs> so you know that thought crossed my mind honestly i was like things are going really well for me and i feel like they're just <laughs> not going that great for Susie. <laughs> i am that friend yes <laughs> always i mean that's not even true I, you just keep having these like comically bad yeah. things happen right it's just because like my fucking tire exploded last week and and then my credit card information gets stolen this week and i don't know if i have a job but i did you, get you do a right? job offer today that's huge pretty big deal yeah and you're getting dicked down <laughs> so sorry should i not say that i you said it <laughs> you're the editor it's fine so she's getting dicked down on the rig now so <laughs> she's glowing Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good stuff that no, one's right. for your parents yeah, yeah that is for my parents mom and dad just so you know <laughs> <laughs> you said it not me <laughs> <laughs> that makes it okay i i actually told my mom um well first of all i did my first fucking stand-up show hello uh, uh i'll go into that in a bit but because i didn't think i was gonna be able to get into the show but i did anyway so i was calling my mom because i was like oh i haven't talked to her about my newfound like love for stand-up and yeah. she like coaxed she kept like asking she's like what's one of your jokes and i was like oh no, no, no. And she's like tell me your best joke like which one landed the best oh my god so i just went all out and i told her like the shower jesus wait have you heard any of my material no you have not told me anything <laughs> You're like, Duh, no, you like d- immediately change the topic every time I ask to hear your jokes. Oh, 
well, I guess now I have to tell it, but then it'll ruin it when I perform it. Well, you can just tell me one, right? Okay. No, it's fine. I'll just wait. I told oh my her God, a joke. This is has- what happens every time. And then you're like, oh, I haven't told you any of my jokes. Well, we're going to do a thing where we perform. So, like, it'd be better to hear it in the context of the whole set. <laughs> Excuses. Look, I bet your jokes didn't land at all. Everyone booed it. You've been making all like, of this boo. up. It was a Mormon crowd. It was weird. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. I have an edgy bit about, like, Jesus masturbating to Jesus in the shower. Okay. And- I told her that one. I'm out there. You're out there. No, it's all good. coming out. This is big progress for you. Because before you wouldn't even tell your mom that you knew what masturbation was. Yeah. And now I'm like, I do it in the shower to Jesus. To Jesus. Because so. he's pretty hot. He's really hot. He's kind of hot. Like, fucking ripped. He is. He's always ripped. And he's his like- hair is the right kind of long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's always like ripped and, you know, oiled up. Oh, yeah. Like in all the pictures. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Why is he so oily? Honestly, who's oiling him up? Who's oiling Judas. up Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> Here you go, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> just like you like him. Just, just how you like it. Hot and uh, <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I... So, well, fuck. you're out there. Yeah. Your mom... See, that's the thing, right? Like, you just had to overcome your fears. Yeah. And she was like, you know, I might not always like your jokes, but it's fine. They're just jokes. They're just jokes. Thanks, Mom. That's really nice. Yeah. Still awesome. don't want you to come to my whole show, but that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. Yeah, well, fuck. I don't know. I already told you about it off cast, but I feel like I should talk about it for... You, for legal reasons, we have to get for, it yeah, on the record. For posterity's sake, you Posterity's know? sake, yeah. Um, so I, I, they were having a religion... My school was having a religion-themed comedy show, and I joined the comedy club like the week that signups opened for it, and so... I didn't get in on time. I I got on the wait list and I was like second on the wait list. I wasn't even first. So they were like, you're probably not going to perform, but have like a set ready just in case. So I did because I I don't know, you know, it was on my vision board. I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't even have a vision board anymore. But and it was crazy because I was backstage and then they were like, um, well, so this person didn't show up and the person ahead of you on the wait list isn't here. So you're probably going to go on. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. So I was getting all hyped up. Um, you know, I'd already been there waiting for like 10 minutes. And then the guy on the wait list before me like showed up and they're like, oh, okay, you're, you're actually not going to go on. Uh, and then they're like, oh dude, we're running ahead of schedule. How long is your set? I'm like, it's literally like four minutes. It's really short. And they're like, all right, we'll squeeze you in at the end. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, I knew I was going on. Well, first it was like a roller coaster. Yeah. And then I knew I was going on like... 10 minutes before I went on so I hadn't been practicing backstage so I was fucking like reading off of my hand (laughs) (laughs) but it went really well all my jokes landed the audience was like really receptive even like I was making fun of the fact that I was reading off my hand and like that got one of the bigger laughs and uh, a lot of people like validated me afterwards they're like that that did not sound like your first set like that was amazing you're doing good I listened back to it like it needs a lot of work, but for a first time, pretty good. Hey. Got to air all my ex-Mormon baggage. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Room full of people you don't know. I know. And then I I had this weird experience because this guy came up, like, singled me out afterwards to, like, shake my hand. He's like, I loved your set. And I was so wired because I had just performed for the first time and I've never really performed anything. Like, I've never been a performer. Um, And I was so wired. My brain was just like, you need to go backstage to get your coat. So I was like, thanks. And, like, I walked away. And then I was, like, living in regret. For well, for one, because I forgot like two jokes, but whatever. And then because I didn't like talk to him, he looks like he wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" 
<laughs> Why am I like this? Um, but actually, he was at comedy club today, so we're good. Oh, your friends. I like. I like chased him down afterwards. I was like, "Hey, thank you for your handshake." <laughs> Sorry, I ran away from you. Sorry, I'm afraid of you. I so it. it went well. That's so cool. And guess what? I wasn't there. Well, I didn't have. I missed it. I didn't tell anyone to come because I was I like, "There's it. no way I'm performing. I'm like second on the wait list, and it's their most popular show of the year." But <laughs> we we ended early. Like someone else could have gone probably. Oh so. damn! I should have showed up. You should have showed up. Be like, guys, I've been working on some stuff. <laughs> I'll come up. I have some religious stuff here. What's the deal with the how hot Jesus is? Yeah, Jesus is pretty Why hot. He's so fucking hot, dude. Pretty hot. Um, that's all I have, and then nobody laughs, and I cry myself yeah, to sleep. Yeah, I'm that heckling you. Yeah. Jesus is not that hot. She's <laughs> pretty ugly, actually. This is an uggo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This has been fun. I didn't. I never thought of myself. You know, up until like this last year, I guess. I never thought of myself as someone who wanted like that to do something like that, like to perform or or be in front of an audience. Um, put yourself out there. Yeah, and I've just been so like overwhelmed with like one how nice everyone I've met has been, and then also like just how positive of an experience it is and i know it won't always be that good like i came in with a pretty strong set i'd been working on okay. for a while right um and i will have to bomb many times <laughs> in the future but i'm really glad my first time went well so like yeah. i'll have that validation you have a positive yeah you're starting on a really positive note so you're not just like carrying the weight of, yes of failure because <laughs> if i went like i mean my set's not perfect by any means um but like it was it's good enough it, got, it gets laughs and i feel good um if i had like bombed my first time i may have like never done it again like, yeah honestly no, yeah. it's true it's like when you try something out and it just feels horrible afterwards you're kind of averse to doing and it i guess comedy's not for me not for me yeah so that's that story i mean you know you've heard it all but yeah i'm in love i'm in love with the with the with the uh, art can you finish that no <laughs> can't finish it. okay well that was pretty pathetic <laughs> that was really mean <laughs> <laughs> The the look in your eyes said it all. Yeah. There's we really need to get like video but not of us, just of our eyes, like close up. Oh, to our eyes. that's cool. That's kinda cool. You know, no one's ever done that. <laughs> How creepy that would be. <laughs> we have to stay stationary yeah, the whole time. <laughs> why would you why would you want to see that? I don't know. Eyes are the window to the soul. I don't know if that's true. Because I feel like you could show me a picture of some eyes and be like, aren't these beautiful eyes? And I'd say, yeah. And they'd be like, those are the eyes of Adolf Hitler. And I'd say, damn it. Oh, so <laughs> so damn like, I don't think I can actually see in a people's This always soul. happens to me. I always think that the mass murderer's mm-hmm. eyes are beautiful. You think eyes are just, What do you think of Ted Bundy's eyes? He has like soulful, deep eyes, you know? I mean, I haven't seen like a good high quality picture of his eyes before. Like you haven't prob- seen the Ted Bundy eye close-up that's been going on? <laughs> yeah, I actually haven't. I managed to miss it's that. It's pretty fucking beautiful, dude. Okay. It's I really bet they are. Because he has. He probably had kind eyes. That's why so many people wanted to help him out. I don't know. You know, people talk about They're like, oh, he's, he was so good looking and girls trusted him. He's, he's average. Yeah, but you know, for men, average is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that. It's like really unfair when you just see a dude who like has matching colors in his outfit and like got a haircut recently and you're just like oh, oh. Yeah. 
But then you see a woman who clearly spent like an hour getting ready and you're like, oh, she looks nice. She looks nice. <laughs> she looks really nice today. Yeah. I know. It, like, it physically hurts me. And I'm like, <laughs> it's, yeah. Our standards are just lower for a bit. They're lower. Like, and it's whoa. like, it's, it's so radical to raise them. That's the problem. <laughs> it's like, if you say, no, I will no longer date men that choose to wear those black chunky sketchers. It's like, <laughs> sorry, your dating pool is two people. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fine. You have to date them and then try to change them five years in that's what i did that is healthy it worked boys the sketchers are out actually they're not i yeah. just was like you have to get joggers so that your tennis shoes look normal yeah no okay i was reflecting oh my god dude okay i already told you this a little bit but i saw a lady walking down the street and she had a bucket hat on oh yeah <laughs> like flowy capris that were too short but not like quite at capri length like they just look like pants They're that were too, too short, short pants, yeah. and huge chunky sketchers yeah and i was like that is me when i was 12 right, yeah and now it's high fashion oh fantastic. like homeschooled white 12 year olds that's what's in right now that's what's in we should go and recreate some of the outfits we wore we'd be fucking beautiful by today's standards you know what okay you sent me that picture of us from when you're we nine years old yes. when we went to Disneyland together i think we should try to recreate that outfit because i was distinctly wearing like camo oh my god so they were like camo <laughs> capris and like a striped green and white t-shirt you were wearing like pink capris a white tank top with some pink details and a Wait, pink visor i'm looking at it now because it's my lock screen obviously oh my god and <laughs> i fantastic. i had pink camo pants oh and you had green pants Shit. we were on it we were That's coordinating so cute. come on oh my god we were actually so cute that was so cute i think we should recreate that You're oh that'd right. be fun cam we need to find some camo pants camo pants i would probably put them on and realize that i love camo i had some camo pants like well into being 18 and honestly i liked them they're fun yeah camos it's it's an interesting um uh interesting like fashion i don't know like it's been around for so long obviously because it's like mm -hmm. you know sort of like just the military elements like you wear an army jacket or something um but then like i feel like i had this weird resurgence in the early 2000s and so mm -hmm. now we kind of associate it with the early 2000s no it's true yeah because i was definitely like when i was 18 i was going for like an early 2000s punk thing yeah uh yeah, I remember my go-to outfit was like a, maybe this is a little bit younger, but it was like camo pants and this like Fallout Boy t-shirt that I loved. Hell yeah. <laughs> Such a look, dude. Hell. <laughs> yes. What's more punk than Fallout Boy? Nothing. Sorry. Nothing. Pop punk is the epitome of punk. Yeah, well, it's like not even like pop punk. It's like the next generation of pop punk. Well, that's, that's my pop punk. My <laughs> pop punk is like. My pop punk. <laughs> like for me, it was like Fallout Boy, MCR. Yeah. Panic at the Disco, whatever else I listen to. And those bands are all wonderful. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, they're all pretty banging stuff. Panic at the Disco is the one that has lasted the longest for me. Like I, that's probably the one I still like. It's hard not to like that. Yeah, I think MCR still like has a place in everyone's heart, and Fall Out Boy is just like you play Sugar, we're going down. It's oh, like, fuck, sorry, dude. sorry, boys, we're banging. Sorry, out we're going song. right down. We're going right down with this song. Um. Also, like, Gerard Way's out. He's doing stuff now. Oh, yeah. Like, he did, um, fuck, that, like, Netflix show. Wait, really? Yeah, it was, he, he, like, directed it or something. It was, oh, my oh. God, I can't even remember. That's interesting. I'm going to have to look into that. I feel like Gerard would have a good artistic vision for... Yeah, it looked really, like, funky. It looked cool. very, like, if if Gerard Way did a TV show. That's awesome. Okay. I'm I sorry, I can't remember. It sucks. You ruined this. Oh, it's over. <laughs> um, but, 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 but. Oh, you know what? So, so Kate asked me, or Kate 
and I were having a conversation today mm-hmm. about um like she was telling me like one of her friends started dating this person and then um she was like yeah and apparently like so they've only been dating for like a few weeks and now she's gonna like have her boyfriend meet her family isn't that like crazy and then huh. I was like I don't it's like I don't think it's like that's not that, that weird yeah for, like a few weeks that's fine. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So yeah. I started to like think about it. I'm like, wait, is everyone's perception on like when to introduce your like the person you're dating to your family, like what that timeline is? I don't know. I just thought it was so funny how like she was so like a couple weeks. That's <laughs> you have to crazy. hide your partner from yeah. your family. <laughs> your family cannot know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. I I mean I don't have a good gauge on it because like you know sam meeting my family was so delayed because we were long distance yeah that's true Um, but i told my family about him at like the two week mark so that feels right to me yeah yeah right i feel like it also just depends on like how involved your family is in your life because i feel like if you've seen your family pretty regularly and you're seeing your partner pretty regularly the crossover is gonna happen pretty pretty quick right like you know at some point they're gonna walk in on you that's not what I meant. Oh, that's not the, that's not my family meant, Sam. Well, that's because you're not careful. That's fine. <laughs> oh no, not careful with where you have sex and how you have sex. That's why you've had fifteen abortions. <laughs> <laughs> They're fun to get. Okay, <laughs> I enjoy them. <laughs> recreational abortions. Yeah, my monthly recreational abortion. It's free at Planned Parenthood, it's guys. Planned Parenthood month. is a shit. <laughs> it's that time of the month you guys gotta get my abortion (laughs) fuck i don't remember what we were talking about Uh, we're talking about when you introduce your partner oh yeah it depends on like where you're at with the partner too like some people get pretty committed pretty quick yeah whatever and some people some people are a little slower and that's fine oh no all right (laughs) okay um, I don't know how to segue into this. There's something I've been wanting to talk okay, about. Okay, bring it up. Um, I don't know if it's funny. I thought it was really funny. But it was one of those things where, like, I was telling Sam about it, and I could not, like, get it out because I was laughing okay. so hard. But then he's like, that was too much build up for, okay. for that. Um, I'm taking this fucking... <laughs> I'm taking this class, like, this, like, four-credit class on, like, mindfulness. And I really like the readings and, like, the writing assignments, but the lectures have been kind of bullshit. Um, and I'm, like, really mad because it's, like, one of those huge lectures and they count attendance. So, Ooh, like, that sucks. Come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> like, let me, just, let me just read things and meditate. Yeah. Uh, so, God, we had this lecture talking. Wait, okay, first of all, have you seen Inside Out? Yeah. The movie? Yeah. Are you a fan? I enjoyed it when I watched it. Okay. You know, I thought it was it was a it was a pretty good depiction of like being a kid and having tough emotions, I felt like. Yeah. So I have like a I have strong feelings about that because everyone was telling me that like that movie was perfect for me because I had like a hard mood hard mood. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard move in like the middle of my adolescence. Yeah. Um and I felt like the setup was really good, but like the the kind of like plot structure of like, oh, these people like transported really far away and the whole movie is just them trying to get back to some place and like running into obstacles mm-hmm. like i find that setup very frustrating so okay I, I wasn't a fan of that do you remember bing bong <laughs> yeah the yeah. character yeah okay fuck all right this is gonna be perfect then okay so this lecture was like you know we're we're talking about the duality of emotions or whatever how like you need sadness to be happy blah blah, blah. you shouldn't hate your negative emotions whatever okay uh so she's like i'm gonna show you guys a clip and 
I'm going to show you guys a clip and I always tear up a little bit when oh I see God. this. So don't. It's getting, it's getting me again. So don't don't feel bad if you cry a little bit, okay? Like she literally was like hyping this up and then she pulls up a YouTube video. This is fucking called Bing Bong Dies. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to laugh. And it's just the scene where, like, you know, whatever, Bing Bong dies. Yeah, like, she's, they had to, like, get out of the fucking depths of whatever, and then Bing Bong couldn't make it. (laughs) Because he was a fucking imaginary friend that wasn't even real. No, and I hated him as a character. Like, I was really not a Bing Bong fan. Well, he seemed almost malicious as a character. Yeah. No, he was creepy. Like, the way he was done wasn't that well done. Yeah. Um, And he was just kind of like annoying, forced, like, comic relief. When Amy Poehler is your fucking lead, you don't need comedy, like, comic relief. Anyway. Uh, so that fucking destroyed me. And then, like, the whole time, I was just, like, kind of l- trying not to laugh. And, yeah. every- like, people around me were, like, wiping their eyes. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, no, genuinely, I felt like I was in... I felt like I was at girls' camp again where everyone, like, bears their testimony. And then I felt bad for not, like, crying. And I was like, <laughs> I don't... This doesn't feel that intense for me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, Bing Bong fucking dies. Uh, he-, he had to die. He had to die. Yeah, like, if you hold on to your childhood imaginary friends, you're fucking weird. That's the thing, too. I mean, I guess, like, you know, we mourn our loss oh, of innocence yeah. or whatever, but that it just did not encapsulate that for me, because Bing Bong was such a bad character. And then, like, to have, be in, like, a college lecture setting and have the professor be like, so how did Bing Bong's values stay aligned, even though Bing Bong's goals change? What the hell? And then people, like, raising their hand, they're like, well, in this scene, I think Bing Bong represents... <laughs> like, I just couldn't take it seriously. Bing bong. Bing bong. Uh, yeah, so that class is killing me. Right after that, we watched a video. <laughs> I'm just really cynical about anything that's, like, related to company culture. You know, like, okay, you know yeah. those promo videos where they're like, at this company, we have fun while we work. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't remember. It was like, you know, it was a whole class on values and so... We watched this, like, Zappos video. Oh. Uh, f- some video from Zappos about, like, their company culture. And it-, it just looked like an office with, like, shit all over it, you know? Like, there- it was, like, a cool, quirky office because there's, like, you know, paper drawings on the ceiling and Nerf guns. And they're like, yeah, when we do the interview process, um, we're really all about who we could, like, have a beer with, you know? <laughs> like, that's our company goal. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. This Sorry. is real. Um, and then it like cuts to a smiling lady who's like, when we do our um fucking performance reviews, we take into consideration like how many friends you've made outside your department, you know, like how often do you travel around the office to talk to people? And I was just, can you Im- like, I don't know, I'm sure some people love that. But can you imagine just like being in your cubicle trying to get your work done so you can go home early and then like Linda comes over and she's like, um, so you haven't really made a lot of friends uh, here and so we're marking you down. You're under review now. It's like, holy um, shit. That's like fucked up. I know. It's like dystopian and it's probably not that bad, but the way it was presented in the video, I was not vibing with it. I hate that. Yeah. And it was one of those things too where your professor shows you something really dumb like that and then they're like, wasn't that great? Wait, so what was the point of 
that video? Uh, we, it was the, the topic was values. So they were talking about how like um, a company's values, whatever, shape fucking the work environment. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like how do companies represent their value? I mean, their values. I think when companies get to a certain point, they don't actually have values. They just have words. They say to people when they ask them what their values are. Diversity. <laughs> empathy. <laughs> collaboration. Yeah. Ex- creativity. Yeah. It's yeah. like, really, I don't think you're actually asking all your employees what their thoughts are on the company. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, maybe I'm just cynical, but it's like, just, I just want to do my job, dude. You know, it's fun to have like friends at work, but. If I have to have a performance review based on how often I go and talk to new people, like, I'm going to fail every time. (laughs) It's like thinking that you're a super radical company for, like, maybe including an element of, like, humanization to your employees. But then you take it so far to an extent where it dehumanizes them once again. Yeah, it's like, it becomes an obligation. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, we're a a work family. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, we're not. It's like, instead of giving your employees, like, I don't know, free child care so they can actually like afford to go to work and like <laughs> subsidize you know like like subsidize uh bus passes and stuff to like help them afford that kind of thing they're like no we're just gonna make the work culture um like more collaborative but you <laughs> which means overbearing yeah <laughs> they're just like watching everything you do and you're like yeah. oh god uh, uh. i don't know i you know different things for different people because i'm sure some people really like being in offices like that but i much prefer like just getting my shit done and getting out of there that's my take that's my hot take oh, that's a really hot take bing bong fucking dies bing bong dies and that's fine with me <laughs> this video makes me tear up what it's like this video makes me tear up and then it's like bing bong fucking dies i don't know that like destroyed me oh my god see and like i get inside out did make me tear up when like yeah she was super sad and depressed and like her parents were like hugging her i think i think that's when i was like Mm because i was like i was crying constantly at that age too i feel feel it it. um that's not fucking bing bong no bing bong was the worst part of that movie it definitely and it also like i don't know that scene in particular felt really emotionally manipulative like they're just playing sad music with these like (laughs) like flashbacks of her playing with bing bong i'm like you can't force me to care about this i never did you need to write better dude they could have done that better if like they had made instead of it being bing bong it was like her childhood dog or something you that, know I, mean? I mean that wouldn't have the same like meaning but that's more that actually impactful sad, for sure yeah definitely it's like her dog gets trapped in a fucking ravine <laughs> and then you have a flash. or like maybe like it's like the memory of her dog because wouldn't that be kind of fucked up yeah to that'd imagine, be kind of like, sad losing that mm-hmm. i don't know or they could have just made her imaginary friend not like the worst character i've ever but the thing is like my whole thing with bing bong is that you should grow out your imaginary friends. no you should and i don't really think their message was like you shouldn't i kind of kind of felt like that to me it felt like that a little bit i remember that with toy story i was like, mm, I like yeah yeah that was toy- always a conflicting thing for toy story <laughs> they went in there without a real clear message they're like don't stop playing with your toys <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I mean i guess toy story 3 they they were like oh just pass them off to the next kiddos but, oh that's better um i felt like toy story i don't know why we're analyzing pixar films that's fine. but to me it. toy story was like the the wasn't about the toys it was about like what the toys were doing like that's where the message of the film came from because mm-hmm. the first one was about like um you know like when somebody new comes into your life and everyone thinks that they're cooler than you and you're like oh no Oh no! And then I don't think the second one had a message, but it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't think I've seen any of the other ones. I think I've only seen the first okay. one. Wow. Okay. Um. Okay. 
No Pixar analysis. I guess like you're not a real fan of cinema like I am. I mean, I don't really claim to be a film buff or anything. I'm distinctly remember you saying, Susie, I'm a bigger film buff than you are. I like, might be. Ten are minutes you ago, a film you buff? That. Yeah, I did. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm the biggest film buff in the biz. Yeah, have you ever seen the uh, Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie? Fucking fine okay. art. That movie was amazing because it like really made you question whether or not he did it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I God, dude, that movie was like well received. Was it? Yeah. Wait, I have to look this up. Okay. okay, I feel like it, at least like in pop culture it was like on Twitter uh, and shit. Was it? Oh yeah, dude. I don't know. Everyone I talked to was like, dude, that Ted Bundy movie was like really good. Maybe I was you like, hang out with only stupid people. It's possible. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, that was bad. Yeah, I remember I might have said this already. Someone like literally was like, I was starting to question if he had done it or not. <laughs> dude, it's Ted Bundy. <laughs> Just because Zac Efron's playing him doesn't mean he killed fewer people. So it got fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that's not that good, actually. So it's not that good. It definitely should be lower, though. What's the audience score? Or is that the... Um, okay, 88% of Google users liked it. <laughs> we all know Google users are fucking dumb. <laughs> okay, audience is 58. Okay. Critics is 75. Okay, so it wasn't that well received yeah. then. I so thought you, it was. So once again, you prove yourself not to be a good film buff. It and was like a, just a montage. Like it was a montage. It was movie. a montage. It wasn't actually a montage of anything. Yeah, it was a montage of all the parts about Ted Bundy you don't want to... You don't care. Yeah. It's like we never saw like anything. Mm-mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like thirsting for blood, but I was like, oh, this will be cool to like see the murders happen. It would, I mean, it would be cool to see something about it, right? Like, he's such an interesting serial killer. He's the pinnacle yeah. of like the serial killer we're afraid of. This movie didn't depict any of that. It's because they tr- they decided to take that shitty angle of like, oh, we won't reveal if he's actually the killer or not until the end, which is like so dumb. It's like the most prolific serial killer in America. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, name we don't know if he did it i don't know i had such a negative reaction to that movie yeah the movie was so disappointing oh guys if you can find us and kill us good for you susan (laughs) that is not a challenge everybody we don't want to be killed okay but that is a challenge because we do want to get killed hey (laughs) okay well susie wants to be killed you can kill her i've got something to live for now i'm in the industry (laughs) shut up Listen, I did got a job maybe working with kids, so I'm really making a difference yeah, in this community. Yeah, that's true. I'm not at all. What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Just fucking <laughs> telling bad jokes. I'm probably actually just going to ruin these kids. <laughs> well, if you keep kicking them. Okay, I'm not going to stop doing that. Okay. Well, you got to balance it out with uh, positive reward. Okay. That's the... You remember that study? Did you ever read about it where they had like three groups of puppies? It's like one, they were nice to them all the time. Oh. oh, no, sorry. That's not true. They had two groups of puppies. One, they were sometimes nice and sometimes neglectful to them. And the other ones, they were neglectful to all the time. Oh, oh no, they did have three. <laughs> and then the third one, they were nice to all the time. Okay, right. And the ones that became the most attached to them were, were the, the ones, ones they sometimes abused, sometimes were nice to. Right. So you should do that with children. Yeah, if you want them to be dependent on you. Awesome. Uh, hot tip hot for t- all you child abusers. <laughs> This episode is not going it's, well, dude. Woo! When has it gone well? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners. No. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> we just got, like, two new listeners to, like, people in our lives who are listening. It's just gonna be garbage. Hey guys, um, I know we really hyped you up, but, uh... <laughs> that was, I told Susie not to hype it up. Bean just closed her laptop, which is what we're recording on. There was just a big gap of silence. <laughs> but we're still going. 
Oh, that was fantastic. You're the best audio engineer in the biz. Hey, I'm not the audio engineer. I'm the host. I'm the host. You're the (laughs) co-host. Fuck you. (laughs) You do one tiny comedy show. (laughs) I fuck it up, too. I was, like, reading off my hand. Yeah, so I'm kind of the funny one of the two of us. (laughs) Then I got home and I was like, fuck, I forgot two whole jokes. My set only ended, ended up being like 33 minutes and four, 40 seconds or That's, something. Honestly, though, concision's where it's at. It's supposed to be five, so whatever. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm not that cool. Um, I'm only funny when I have days to prepare in advance, uh, which you could argue for the podcast I do, but, you know. Yes, but I won't argue that because I could also prepare and I am also not that funny. You're funny. To me, you're funny off cast. Yeah, that's the problem. Off we're cast. so funny off cast. We're zinging it. Well, so many of our jokes like rely on like our friend group and Ugh, like people we know and like right. personal information. It is hard to like joke vaguely, you know? Yes. It's like, oh my brother's a little racist <laughs> towards Chester the Cheetah. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. No, that is hard. That's probably the most like like um like the biggest skill you can have as a comedian is being able to take things that are so funny to you as like very niche like Mm -hmm. this person in my life did a stupid thing and it's so funny to me and translating that to like something that everyone can understand no yeah that's hard i mean that's what i'm that's what writing jokes is it's like honestly just like okay i write down funny shit i say to my friends and then i'm like okay how do i like package this how do you so that it makes sense to complete strangers and And that takes prep dude it takes prep and yeah. I, sorry, I can't give that to you. Sorry, don't have that. But you know what? 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 All of our episodes are not going to be bangers. That's fine. Whatever, That's you know. That's okay. I'm sure the Beatles had some bad albums. Uh, I think the Beatles had some bad podcast episodes, honestly. They were terrible. They didn't even, like, know how to do it. Were they- there, when were podcasts invented? <laughs> <laughs> when was the radio invented? But. Oh fuck! I'm an idiot. But maybe there had to be like, like rec- I mean, were people just recording conversations? Like, could you get like a vinyl of like some people talking? Yeah, that's actually a good question because they obviously they recorded like shows and things like um like stand up and uh and I think other types of like radio show ish things that were maybe done more so in the like as like a show for an audience kind of deal. So like like say people like had like a variety show or something oh we're gonna talk about uh the the (laughs) violence towards women because that's fun at this time that's what's in that's what's in these days (laughs) um but yeah i mean that is a good question like what was the first recorded discussion kind of right yeah i mean it was probably on the radio like interviews yeah i don't know weird wacky radio stories yeah. they love stories they're like i know you know i've been reflecting on the fact that i feel like i don't have a lot of good stories to tell i feel yeah, like my I, life has been really isolated yeah it was weird when your parents locked you in the closet for five years straight oh, weird. i was like hey Susie, hi can you come out yet you're like no i'm still um, locked still locked in there damn it that was pretty sad that was messed up um i <laughs> i think for me stories are hard because um i feel like a lot of them do require this 
this extensive buildup of like who the people are in my life that are involved in them. It's like, okay, well, you have to understand that I was hanging out with this family friend. They've been a family friend my entire life. Okay. They, you know, they know this much information about me. They didn't let me out of the closet. They did not let me out of that closet. And then, so yeah, it's like, I, it's like, uh, uh, I can't tell you. I'm just, so then, then I just tell people I'm boring. I'm like, oh, I just don't do that much. Is that what you do? Okay. When people like ask you what your hobbies are or like when you meet someone new, and they're like, oh, tell me about yourself. Like, do you have a go-to thing? Because I, I never do. Hey, I'm Susie. I'm 21 years old. My favorite color is pink. My best friend's name is Bean. She's kind of a slut. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was actually. <laughs> That's a great way to lead. My only critique, you should say 21 years young. Oh, shit. That's good. Hi, I'm Susie. 21 years young. <laughs> I'm um, getting younger every day. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite color is pink my favorite flavor is ham <laughs> <laughs> i eat hamos every morning Ham-o's. for breakfast <laughs> you know like cheerios but ham flavored um <laughs> okay i need to work on, I'll, I'll figure out something like that yeah but no i mean you're right when people immediately off the bat they ask you yeah like what are you like or what do you like to do it is so it's so hard i always say really generic stuff that i'm not even that into i'm like i like reading yeah reading oh reading is a good one but the thing is i can't even say that because they don't even read that much in my free time <laughs> so i can't like name a good book off the top of my head you know uh. You have that. You have that like repertoire of like Bradbury books. You're yeah, like, like dude, oh. you guys heard of Ray Bradbury? He's pretty fucking hot, dude. He's oh my god! I like masturbate to his books every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean I do. I I read, but the thing is, like when I was a kid, I like devoured books. Like yeah. I was reading like probably probably like six or seven books a month, which is like a wow, lot. That is and a lot. now like I still read every night, but I read like two paragraphs before I fall asleep. Right. So I'm getting through books real slow. Started reading. <laughs> narnia again oh cute um, yeah that was my favorite those are my favorite books as a kid they were the first chapter books i ever read which Damn. is like kind of an intellectual kid you know kind of were. but do you know you're funny? 12 years old <laughs> you read them <laughs> no dude i was hella young were you i was like eight or nine like that's nice yeah. literally it all went over my head because i'm reading it now and i'm like wow the christian symbolism is like really over <laughs> oh is it <laughs> yeah okay but I didn't recognize that as a kid. There's like this thing like Aslan, because I'm reading the first one. I'm almost done. Aslan like s- creates Narnia and he gives like all the all the animals or like a few of the animals the power to talk. And then he's like, and you have dominion over the untalking animals. Be kind to them. And I was like, oh, this is like Jesus giving people dominion over the beasts of the earth. Like this is not oh. even like not even subtle, which is one of the more problematic aspects of christianity that's oh no that's how we're bad to the environment oh geez oh geez anyway yeah <laughs> i'm i'm a i'm a clive staples lewis fan though so. <laughs> see i think this is what you should open up with when people say what are you like <laughs> You just delve into this like weird. Well, I've been reading Narnia again. The Christian I'm... symbolism is way more overt than I remember it being. You know, <laughs> like it's so good. People don't know what to say to that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting to me. I don't know if it's interesting to other people. I also just read. We should have um Beans Bookworm Corner. <laughs> Bean's Worm Corner. <laughs> I was about to say that. Bean's Worm Corner. Um, I just read Margaret Atwood's 
sequel to Handmaid's Tale is like 30 years. She published Handmaid's Tale in 1984. I always remember that because it's 1984. It's like a book. It's like, a book. <laughs> it's it's like, like 1984 is a book and Margaret Atwood wrote a book. And guess what? I'm, I kind of like books. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> and she just published this one in I think like literally this year, 2019. Not bad. Not bad? Not as good as Handmaid's Tale, but like Margaret Atwood will always slap. You know? Okay, yeah. But she uh, she wrote it from the perspective of three different characters, and I feel like that made her... I don't know. Like, her talent is really, like, taking someone's perspective and, like, really diving deep into, like, their their inner monologue and stuff. And I feel like because she was trying to fit so many characters in, like, that kind of fell short. Okay. And also one of the characters, like, Aunt Lydia was, was one of them, which oh, is really cool. Aunt Lydia. But then another one was just, like, some teenage girl in Canada, and I was like... I don't care. I don't know. She was written like I know it was intentional, but she was written like a really immature teenager, and it was just kind of like hard to get through. Yeah, immature teenagers are hard to read. They're hard to get through, you know. This is just the podcast where I ramble about my interests. Yeah, so that's cool. Well, you know what? I was thinking about. I'm literally just looking. I'm thinking about it because I'm looking at. See that book by Sarah Dessen called Keeping the Moon. Sarah Dessen wrote a lot of like just like teen romance. Ooh, you know. This bitch ate them up <laughs> I thirsted for romance. Wait, I didn't know that, actually. Oh, like, you, didn't you don't know talk that? about the books you like. Yeah, because I'm ashamed of all of them. <laughs> I'm a little ashamed by how much I love Ray Bradbury. It's okay. I mean, Bradbury's good, though. He's, He's really like a good, genuinely yeah. good writer and like has cool themes. And it was like, wow, he wrote this back in like the fucking I don't know, 60s. When was Bradbury popular? I don't like uh, 50s and 60s. 50s. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he wrote a lot of themes that are like weirdly applicable to nowadays. And you're like, how did he good. know? Yeah, he's really good. I'm actually not ashamed at all. Yeah, you should stop lying. But I do hate like um like book gatekeeping cuz I Right, yeah. I love Bradbury. I love Margaret Atwood. I also love fucking Twilight. Right. So, you know what? So, I don't give a shit. Th- stop stop gatekeeping my books. Yeah. They're fun. But yeah, no, I was very into Sarah Dessen because they were easy to read and they were teen romance. And I, yeah, I fucking loved romance. I was like, so oh, cute. Oh, it's so, it's so good. I mean, like the funny thing is that I, I had a self-awareness to it because I was aware that a lot of them, I was like, well, this is just not how things work. <laughs> like, <that's stupid. laughs> like, boys don't do this. Like, d- d- no, they're it's shitty. Not to me. <laughs> not to me. They're, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, Keeping the Moon was about this girl that, uh was like it was just I, I think all our characters were classic like i mean they, they're manic pixie dream girls but they're mm-hmm. also just like i'm i'm a little bit troubled and i don't really like this new situation that i'm in <laughs> and they're just like weird loners and then there's some hot guy always stumbles in he's like oh what's your name and she's like maggie i have a stutter um i have a stutter but only when i say my name um but yeah no i mean they were they were fun i gobbled them up and uh and then look at me now my credit card information has been compromised (laughs) (laughs) your debit card was gobbled up it's gobbled right up thanks sarah dessen it's bullshit i never read romance but do you know well that's not quite true because i was just thinking that like i've read a lot of like serious literature back to back and I've really been craving like a fun book, like a like a really silly, not that serious book. And I remember as a kid, when I was way too young, I read the Mercy Thompson series. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's not a kid series. It's like a sexy 
fantasy werewolf like <gasps> romance type oh my god i don't remember it being that i don't think it was very explicit but it okay. was definitely like that kind of book you know like the yeah. main character was like a mechanic oh. you know she was really hard on the outside but she was oh. dating the alpha of the the werewolf pack and oh. she liked to let go in the bedroom oh shit i want i want i want that yeah uh and i was like i want something like that again that was so much fun so yeah. you know we should read we should read some like kind of trashy like fantasy erotica. No, I I really want it. to try reading those. Yeah. Those sound really fun. Um I mean if they're well written cuz some some stuff is like just genuinely the writing is like Too not much. legible. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, not what legible. Do you um, no, um we should ask I'm sure your mom has her. My mom probably has so many recommendations. And I know my mom at least went through a phase like she was yeah. reading the Stooky I think it's Stooky Stockhouse or Suki Stockhouse. I don't know. Some like vampire erotica shit. I remember. Cause I want, okay, you know what? I, I think I want like medieval erotica. <gasps> That's kind of my thing. Because like okay. fantasy, it's like cool, but I just, I can't get into that. But I can get into like medieval. I'm super hard for medieval. Okay. Definitely the sexiest time That's period. That's what I'm saying. Like women yeah. had like the, all those ties the corsets. and dresses and like. They had like, um. The, the, what are you doing the, with your hands? You're holding them up. Like claws. <laughs> what? The pillories. They had pillories. What are pillories? That's where your head and your hands are in it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then you're like, and then you get over. fucked from behind. Yeah. Like in public as punishment for stealing a loaf of bread. You know? <laughs> they have sex with you. <laughs> that's, that's how it works in porn. Consensual so. sex as much. Do you like this? Yes. Yes. Just as much as I love stolen bread. <laughs> stolen tasty tasty bread I remember, um i was reading um <laughs> that like really stuck with me because i remember i was reading like a, i went on erotica.com or whatever whatever that classic like kind of weird erotica site is that still looks like it's from 2000 okay that everyone goes on yeah um i found one that was like a medieval pillory writing but it stuck with me because like the preface to it was this woman being like this is something that really happened to me in a past life and my therapist helped me like oh my god whatever bring it into light and oh it's god. really hot <laughs> and it's like her in a pillory getting like a carrot shoved up her ass <laughs> so, oh my god pretty good shit you know oh my god. i was like i can't believe this really happened That's wow so crazy that happened to so historically accurate that is so funny i know jesus christ is it, is it like literotica is that what it is i think that's what it is okay i don't remember we should find some good stuff um yeah i want like a real novel yeah yeah like yeah. an actual book with the story mm -hmm. i chainmail sexy chainmail stinky yeah okay i remember i went to a ren fair and this guy had like a full like historically accurate suit of armor and it like smelled really bad and he's like yep this is like they had to put all this weird like oil in it to keep <laughs> it from chafing and it just smells really weird dude i love weird smelling oil Pretty sexy. Yeah, you're lubed up all the time. That's what I'm saying. You're ready to go. Ready to go. No chafing. <laughs> no chafing. You're going in wet as hell. Perfect. After all the times I've dry dogged it. Yeah, I keep telling you you don't have to do that. And I say, shut the hell up. Shut up. I love and dry, dry dog, dog me already. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up and dry dog me. <laughs> you beautiful man. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Love that. Love that. If we ever make merch, I feel like it should be dry dog. Yeah. Merch. Dry dog. It's like Alfie is our mascot. He's a wet dog, dude. You he's a that. wet dog. But yeah. It's kind of funny because he's a dog. He drinks out of the toilet. 
and puddles. He loves stagnant water. He does love stagnant water. <laughs> we went to the dog park. And he was just like, holy shit, dude. This fucking stagnant water over here, dude? Just lying around, dude. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> that was maybe like, like the most fun I've had. Just like wandering around the dog park with you and like saying dumb shit. And then sitting on that bench with you and trying to talk about, like, if you were swinging with another couple, like, the logistics of all giving each other oral at the same time. Oh, yeah. The swinger human centipede, of course. Exactly. Swinger human centipede. The sexual swinger human centipede. Oh, yeah. Not the regular swinger No, don't do this. That's kind of... That's too intense. Yeah. No, that was fun. I like that. I like just giving... Like, it's so dumb and cheesy, but just, like, giving your dog a weird dialogue. Weird personification. oh just gotta smell this dude's butt it's so good it's like so dumb i don't know it is it's so I funny it. dogs have little personalities they really do and alfie's a very friendly dog it's very very He's friendly like, man everyone's my friend everyone wants to fuck everyone wants to fuck me <laughs> and i just have to reject people all the time all the- it's really hard <laughs> he gets the attitude from me <laughs> i walk around I'm like oh everyone is trying to fuck me all the time sir can you get off my leg sir <laughs> thank you please back off i don't <laughs> want to have sex with you it's a guy just walking by you on the <laughs> yeah, street he's like got headphones in <laughs> make eye contact with me and all <laughs> yeah that's harassment for for you i do harass people regularly anyway i guess i need to come up with an elevator pitch for myself i really like yours i've been inspired so i'll work on that <laughs> maybe have a good ending for it because <laughs> i don't i don't know yeah interest going back to the original question we'll loop this, around. it's like okay sometimes i sometimes i bring up my dog but that one doesn't land very well like i'm like really? oh i have a dog and people are like oh cool only with other dog people maybe? yeah other dog people kind of but even still like well you know what the problem is a lot of other dog people are kind of boring <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh it's like looking into a mirror i know i know because i'm boring but <laughs> like especially especially people in dating apps every time Uh, a dude has a dog he thinks he doesn't need a personality yeah it's like that being over six foot and liking the office yeah that's all you need they're like oh dude i got this personality down i don't even need to use my fingers in sex dude i have the full (laughs) package cunnilingus what's that what wait what that's kind of gross you put your mouth down there but it smells weird (laughs) okay can you suck my dick now (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, I actually can't get hard unless you suck my dick. Sorry. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, that's a really, you know, that's a struggle. I really feel, I really sympathize with you on that because I can't come unless you eat me out. <laughs> anyway, I'm not even on the dating scene and I like. Ugh, but you I understand. I have like empathetic anger. Yeah, it's, it's awful out there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just too good. Thank you. That was too accurate. I'm glad. Um, uh, yeah, so that's my elevator pitch. Is that I don't go down on ladies, but I do expect them to suck my dick. Hi, I'm B. That's awesome. That's awesome. My elevator pitch always has to do, like, God, I have such a complicated name story. I really need to get it straamed out. Oh, I'm like, hi, I'm Bean. It's short for Bernice, which is actually my middle name. I don't like my first name because it's based on... <laughs> Joseph Smith's wife's name. <laughs> Anyways, I'm an ex-Mormon. <laughs> um, 
Okay, but literally, I told that exact story to like my coworkers the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, I'm going to my my best friend Bean's birthday party," and they're like, "Oh Bean, is that like a nickname?" And I'm like, "Well, the thing is, her middle name is Bernice, so but uh, she goes by Bean because uh, her first name is Emma, but it's named after Joseph Smith's first wife, and uh, yeah, so she's very super Mormon, but she's definitely not Mormon now. She's trying to move away from that. So yep, yeah, <laughs> it's so dumb and like." It, it went backwards, too, because I went from Emma to Bean, and then I was like, that's too weird. I need to, like, find a middle ground. So I was like, oh, let's go by my middle name, right. where Bean comes from. It's fu- it's so much. It's a lot. I just feel bad. I feel bad for people I meet at school because, you know, we'll become friends, and they're like, oh, I'll add you on social media, and all my social media is Bean. And they're like, what's happening? Wait a minute. Who is Bean, Bernice? <laughs> she comes Who is this woman? I don't know. I think it's nice. I think it's also nice to, like explain your name a little bit like yeah whatever i have the confidence now to do it yeah i mean it's like you meet a lot of people with like kind of like quirky nicknames and they Mm -hmm. don't say anything about them which Mm -hmm. is fine but it's like fun when people tell you their backstory yeah and i feel like if somebody told me their backstory where they're like yeah i was raised super religiously and so i don't really like my first name but i have a cool middle name so i'm gonna go by that yeah yeah i didn't even like my name when i was religious yeah it's fucking generic as fuck (laughs) generic i never felt like it fit me i don't know and then i found out my mom like was on the verge of naming me bernice i'm still really salty about that (laughs) she fucked up that's why i hate it it wasn't meant to be so that's my elevator pitch and then after that's done i'm like also i like books (laughs) (laughs) and then you launch into your nerdy thing have you guys read clive staples lewis (laughs) i think that's his name i'm pretty sure that's his real name i'm gonna look it up okay look it up look it up Maybe that was just a joke that I heard, but I'm pretty sure. I always want to tell people about, like, having diabetes. Hi, I'm Susie, 21 years young. Favorite color, pink. Favorite flavor, ham. And I'm a type 1 diabetic. That should be my full elevator pitch. That's it. But, like, I feel like it's always kind of weird to make your, like, chronic illness your Whatever, dude. You've got a tattoo to show them. Do you want to see something cool? It's my type 1 diabetic tattoo. This is not a visual. <laughs> Also, his name is Clive Staples Lewis. So, oh, there you have it. Staples. Staples Lewis. Yeah, Why? Clive Staples. Um, I think that his his grandpa actually invented founded Staples, Staples the company. <laughs> yeah, the company. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> um, no. Okay, back. Sorry. Uh, back to what? I don't think it's that weird to like. Oh. I don't know because like being diabetic. I mean, changes your whole it lifestyle. Is, it is a thing. <laughs> it's I don't a thing. Know. It's not like you're going up and you're like, hi, I have depression. Because <laughs> that shit I can't stand. Oh, my God. I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah. Listen, and we're allowed to shit on it because we both have we're depression. Both, like, kind of. I don't know anymore. Like You have depression, bitch. Okay, I know that. I've never seen a more depressed person <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I know that I'm like I definitely don't identify with right, it. Like yeah. I know I'm very prone to depressive moods and like um like mood swings and shit, but I just don't identify with it. At the moment it's not in inhibiting my ability to live. Right, right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good not to identify with it. Yeah, cuz I uh growing up absolutely I did. Like as a teenager I was like I have depression. <laughs> like, <laughs> and anxiety. <laughs> I'm interesting. I'm so cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like all those authors I like that killed themselves. Yeah. I've never read Hemingway. He's kind of obscure, but actually, I've never read a single Hemingway book. Um, What did Hemingway write? What was his, like, famous? Like, the sun sets on something like that. And I think one about a road. 
Um, that's the best I can do for you. I'm gonna look up Hemingway right okay. now. Let's learn something. I, all I know is he killed himself with a shotgun. Just like Kurt Cobain. Oh well, that was his. That was his wife. Oh, that's right. No, I'm just kidding. That's the because women always kill men. That's the conspiracy. The sun also rises. That's the one that I have that I still haven't read. Oh, the old man in the sea is the one that I remember like was an option to read in high school. Oh. But I read a bunch of other books instead because I'm smarter. What did you read instead? Do you remember? So I believe I believe the old man in the sea was an option like for the project coming into um coming into freshman year language arts. And um, so there's a regular option, then there's the honors option, which I took. And I read The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian and Big Mouth and Ugly Girl. Ooh, I haven't read either of those. They're both bangers. The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian is, like, so fucking good. But goddamn, the author, Sherman Alexie, who's, like, local to the area. And the whole mm-hmm. book was written about, like, Yakima, or, like, Whoa. takes place in Yakima. Um he got fucking me too because apparently he just like <gasps> assaulted seven women or something. No. And I'm like, can you not, dude? Hey, but, when that happens. But uh, <laughs> no, it was a really good book because he was talking about like growing up on like a Native American reservation and then going to an all white school to get a better education. It and, really like, feels bad when like a really like well known person who's part of a minority group like does something like that because you know people are like, come on, dude. Like, uh, you were one of the few who were accepted in uh, mainstream society. Uh, I mean, like, I know it's not fair to give them that responsibility, right. but it does happen, and that's why it always well, sucks. Well, it's also, yeah, it's just, like... People use it. Yeah, people yeah. use it against the communities themselves, mm-hmm. and then it just, like, uh, it just hurts, because the, yeah. the book was so good. I loved it. Shit. It's a fucking banger Maybe of a book. I should still read it. Is he dead? No, he's alive. He's okay. alive. I'll read it when he's dead. That's my... Like, that's why I can read Salinger. Oh. Like, it's fine. He's dead. He's dead. He's not profiting. Yeah, he's not profiting <laughs> out this. Um, yeah, that's actually an interesting point. Yeah, I don't you know, know who's still alive, though? Roman Polanski? Yeesh, dude. He's old, too. He's, like, in his 90s or Fuck, something. Or die 80s. already, Just bitch. Die. Fucking Rosemary's Baby was really good, and I want to watch it and not feel weird. Well, it was based on a book, so that's you're okay. That's true. The book was good. He just directed okay, yeah. it. Like, I don't know. If the book was good, I'm assuming it was good. <laughs> you're a reader. You read it. Yeah, I've, like, read before. <laughs> Um, we can keep going because there's a lot you're gonna have to cut out. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the only office space. <laughs> While we're on the topic of books, did you ever read a book in school that like you look back on and it like haunts you a little bit? I don't think so. So I don't. It's so weird because I. This was also from the phase of my life where I was like really depressed and like blocked out a lot of memories. But like in, I went to a high school in Minnesota and we read this like local novel called Until They Bring the Streetcars Back. Hmm. I feel like I've told you about this, and like it ended up being so weird and fucked up. It was like about like the premise was like there's a guy. Um, living in like Minneapolis and his dad I think it was like semi-autobiographical his dad like drives a streetcar and they were like taking the streetcars out of the infrastructure so like his dad was gonna lose his job that was where the name came from but like the main plot was that there was this like kind of weird girl that went to his school and then it like you know became evident that she was being abused Um, and then like he was trying to like he tried to, like, tell the authorities that she was being abused, but then her dad was, like, a local really influential pastor. Pastor, um, And so the authorities were like, oh, we checked in on her, and her dad is such a sweet man, you know? Um, okay. And then it came for... And then he found out, like, she confided in him that, like, she had gotten pregnant from her dad. Oh, God. And, like, had, had a stillborn. And then her dad had keeps the stillborn in the freezer to, like, hold over her. Good lord. And then the main character 
is a genius and decides to go steal the corpse of the baby to bring to the police. He breaks into their garage, gets the baby corpse, runs away as the pastor dad chases him, drops the baby corpse, and then, you know, by the time he alerts the authorities, the corpse has been disposed of and there's no evidence anymore. And I was just like, reflecting on this recently, I was like, what? was i doing reading this in ninth grade how did that how did how did uh, i don't know i'm like did i like fabricate this like this sounds crazy that's insane yeah it was a good book <laughs> i just does spoiled sound interesting. it but i want to read it i know i know and it was like a local minneapolis one so that's dude i'm like so curious so that's so fucked up i know i'm like it's really fucked up for like a high school but those are the best books, dude. Like, people are trying to, like, censor books for kids. It's like, dude, we want to read the fucked up shit. Read. When you're, like, 15, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, dude, not enough baby corpses not in this book. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, dude, every book kind of needs a baby corpse. Uh, yeah, I read Pride and Prejudice, but really not enough baby corpses. So. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Um. Damn. I know. Isn't I'm like, crazy? I'm just really thinking about that. Me too. And I, it's funny baby too, because I feel like I freedom. read it and I didn't think about it that much. Yeah. And then it like, like, I it resurfaced recently and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what was that? What, what was happening Was there? that real? Did I dream this? I don't know. Do you remember what happened? Like, I don't remember how it ended. I, I feel like it didn't have like a very happy ending like his dad lost his job i i want to say he like helped the girl run away but maybe not okay um and then like the ending was like some metaphor is like oh blah blah until they bring the streetcars back okay uh yeah i really don't remember the ending i just remember (laughs) that like the baby (laughs) baby thing yeah oh my god yeah so i had i had no experiences like that where i'm like (laughs) haunted by a book um, mainly because I didn't really like freshman year was probably the year that I was most involved in like reading and shit. And then mm-hmm. sophomore year, I dropped out of three of my classes. One of them was language arts, so I didn't nice. really have a huge incentive of like reading all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, freshman year though, there was like a, an honors project where we had to like pick a like a book from a list, and I picked The Great Gatsby. Nice. And then like from that point to like maybe like a year or two ago, when people say, "What's your favorite book?" I'd say The Great Gatsby. Oh, that's cute. Because I did really enjoy it, and mm-hmm. it's a good book to say is your favorite book because people respect it. They do. They're like, "Oh, that's a good book," and I love it. I mean, like it had a lot of good metaphors in it, and I I was always very drawn to the concept of like, or or I guess this the character of Nick like accidentally stumbling into this like bizarre friendship with this like <laughs> this guy that's just like so popular but in 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 reality like nobody actually knows who he is or cares mm-hmm. who he is and anyways i always enjoyed that but then i was like you know i don't know if it's actually my favorite book and i was like <laughs> i should probably stop saying that to people but now i don't really know what to say is my favorite book whenever people are like what's your favorite book uh, yeah i don't know either my go-to is flowers for algernon okay um which is like it's true i've only read it twice but i guess that's a lot for me like i've read fahrenheit 451 three times mm. so i always said that was my favorite but like honestly i'm i like bradbury's short stories a lot more okay, than yeah. that book so i don't know those are my go-to though and those are respectable answers they are respectable answers um it's funny you bring up the great gatsby because that was i distinctly remember in like eighth grade when i was starting to be like oh i need to read smart b- books so that the teachers approve of me and i like read the great gatsby hardly understood it but then i was like carrying it around and like highlighting in it and like making notes in it <laughs> the te- my teachers were like wow that's fantastic <laughs> like, 
That is beautiful. I know. I, I, yeah, it's a good book. I don't remember a lot from it. It's a good story, though. It is a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember, so I read Fahrenheit 451 also. Oh. Yeah, that, that class, honestly, though, shout out to ninth grade language arts, because I did, like, <laughs> read a ton, like, on my own for good that books. class. Because I was like, oh, we have a book assignment coming up. I'll read, like, three of the books off the list to, like, <laughs> see if I like any of them. And I read, yeah, I read Fahrenheit 451. And I remember that one... I did enjoy it, but I remember the imagery in that book was, like, difficult for me to, like, fathom in some Mm -hmm. ways because, like, just the whole concept where he's, like, running away and then there's, like, a mechanical hound chasing him. I was like, what? What?" So, it's actually funny. Like, Bradbury's style of writing is, like, really beautiful, but a lot of times I feel like he he values, like, poetic prose over, like, clarity. Okay. Um, and... The first time I read it, I was really young. Like, um, it was one of those books I read too young to understand. And, like, I remember one of my distinct memories from it was that they had, like, electric sidewalks that, like, moved along. But that's not actually true. Oh, really? He just describes people walking down the sidewalk as, like, gliding down or something. (laughs) And so, like, yeah, his... And that's why, like, I say, like, Bradbury's my favorite writer, but I also recognize that it's, like, he's not for everyone like you have to really genuinely and unpretentiously like enjoy like kind of really creative and poetic prose and you also have to be okay with like rereading things right and being like okay um i try i tried reading something wicked this way comes oh yeah i actually wanted to read that one because i was looking up like good scary books and that one got pop that got recommended it was i i couldn't finish it like it was so rambling and like hard to understand okay yeah i don't want to call it bad because like it's bradbury but it wasn't for me i was like this is i remember the it was it was that thing it was like that thing where nothing was clear because he was describing things so like creatively oh yeah Um, yeah that's so funny but like to the max (laughs) like if i read it three times i'd probably really like it but i just didn't have it in me and yeah. also there was this weird like monologue from the main character's dad where the dad was up at like 2 a.m. and his wife was asleep and he's like, 2 a.m. is like a man's hour. You know, <laughs> women are always asleep. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? What is this? What is this fake deep like male author oh shit God, going that's on? fantastic. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was one of his earlier books. Okay. So I want to say he got better. I don't know. It is spooky. Like the concept's really spooky. Okay. That's it was tough. just kind of hard to get through. I have a lot to say about books. I'm sorry I dominate the conversation. Fucking worm over there. It's in my worm corner. My worm dude. corner. <laughs> I'm burned. 25 minutes of the podcast. Dedicated. <laughs> hey, where are my worm worm boys out there? Worm boys, you know who you are. Shout <laughs> us. Shout us out in your tweets. We're not on Twitter, but shout us out anyways. We will be on Instagram, though. So follow Strumpet Radio on Instagram. If you subscribe, you might see a boob. Not on Instagram. Not until we get on beach. Twitter. Bean. You may see a censored boob. Beach. <laughs> you may see a boob. We'll just censor the nipple. Will you follow, uh, follow subscribe to our OnlyFans? <laughs> what? OnlyFans is like the new like porn subscription. Oh, it's pretty cool. That. That's it's like Patreon, but for porn. That's good because yeah. a lot of people were using Patreon. It's probably better to have a dedicated platform. Yeah, dedicated platform. Probably more security on that front. Yeah. Would you do it though if we got popular enough and people were like, "We guys started OnlyFans." Would you do like soft corp? <laughs> what define? Elaborate. No, just like it's it's a lot of nudes, like a lot of just like nudes. You know, I would post nudes. Um, actually, I was I was looking at like old nudes earlier because I had a bunch like saved. Your to mom's. My, yeah. 
your mom's actually oh gotcha shit no and i i always reflect on this because i have i have nudes from when i was like 19 and i'm like someday i'm gonna be like older and these are gonna be like vintage nudes maybe yeah it's gonna be weird because my body's gonna look way different i mean (laughs) i don't know okay sorry this is weird i i thought it was interesting to reflect on like your aging body and like being able to document that so candidly i'm just thinking like (laughs) I don't think you're going to look back and be like, vintage nudes. I'm good. I already Because I don't did. think people look back on their pictures and say, these are vintage pictures. Well, I don't mean that. I just mean it's like, oh, me when I'm young, but I have like sexual p- <laughs> pictures of me. That's weird. You know? That's different. <laughs> it's like people always talk about finding like their grandma's like sexy Polaroids. Yeah. It's like now it's going to be like, they'll find my, you know, Finsta Snapchat or whatever the kids are calling it. <laughs> my sexy pins to snapchat where <laughs> i just was friends with sam <laughs> so i wouldn't risk sending nudes to like my mom who is on snapchat oh that's fantastic yeah so yeah you gotta have the security measures in place mm-hmm. i like the risk though yeah it's it's really not the end of the world to like have someone see Oops, a nude sorry mom my mom would probably just laugh She'd be like oh you look good honey <laughs> yeah, she'd be like oh that's nice yeah so i feel like i actually am not that opposed to posting nudes online but i would want to do it anonymously i just i would want to do it not to people i know in real life i don't even care that much anymore i don't know what but you just said you want to do it anonymously i mean i would prefer to. two fucking different well, things what I, okay what i'm thinking is like I look back to being a teenager where I'm like, if my nudes get leaked, my life well, is that's over. That's because it's illegal. We're now... <laughs> well, child pornography. When I was like 19 even. Oh, okay. But now I'm like, I, I don't want it to happen. But if it did, it's like, you know. Well, if you post them yourself, then they can't get leaked. Life moves forward. Or if you do what James Charles did, where you pretend someone is trying to hack you so that you have an excuse to post oh, a really shit, nice nude. Oh, shit. That's great. Yeah. Did you ever see James Charles nude? No. Okay. I'm going to show it to you Why? and then we'll end the episode. It's just a booty pic. Oh, okay. It's, like, really funny. Don't though. show me child porn. Is James He's Charles of age? Yeah, he is. Okay. James Charles butt. I don't want another Jared from Subway incident. <laughs> another one? <laughs> yeah, you know. You know the one I'm talking about. I do. Why? I'm, like, scouring for James <laughs> Charles. So, like, why is this so important? I don't know. It was a really weird picture. Okay. Um, And his, like, whole caption was, like, someone threatened to leak my nudes so i put this is old news now yeah i posted them and everyone was like i kind of think you just wanted to post this <laughs> it's uh, okay if you want to post that but just, just be honest just be real that was what it was it was like the oops didn't mean to yeah, yeah. also it looked really weird here it is <laughs> okay i see <laughs> yeah, what you, you want to what show that to me well kind of looks like he edited his butt yeah or bigger. he has implants or something yeah something's going on there <laughs> it looks really unnatural yeah awesome yeah his face looks weird in there and then also, like, to me, that's not even, like, a, like that risque of a photo. You know no, what I mean? No, yeah, it's just a butt. It's just his butt. Yeah. And it's, like... It's it, not your genitals. People really are going to leak that. Like, that's not even, that's, like, more risque than his Instagram photos. That's what I'm saying. It's, like, a leaked photo's got to be full-on gens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Close up. Close Zoomed up. in. Zoomed in. Cropped. <laughs> I remember, like, sitting around with my siblings, and they were all like, dude, did you see James Charles' butt yet? <laughs> it's like, oh, I got to look it up. Dude, let me, let me check that shit real quick. It's a new era. What a great time to be alive. Yeah. I think we can end. I think we can end on our critique of old James Charles nudes. I'm ashamed to end it on that, but. Sorry. Do you have something else you want to say? No, I really don't. That's what I thought. Tonight was a weird night. I know. My credit card information was compromised. Yeah, that, you know, your, your credit card information and your 
personal safety because mm-hmm. I'm in your bedroom. Okay. Thanks for listening, y'all. <laughs> Yeehaw. That's what Bean says. Oh, she's riding me to death. <laughs> <laughs>